0: The message you're about to hear has been made possible by the continued financial support of the friends and partners of Faith Hill. To find out more about how to become a partner, be sure to visit faithhill.tv. We walk by faith and not by sight. Faith Hill, that's who we are. What an amazing word, Pastor Henry. Wow, God is good. I love that you shared. This is just the Holy Spirit, friends, because Henry sharing with us that everything that we receive comes through what we believe in our hearts. And um, this is what I'm going to share with you this morning. But first of all, good morning. Are you happy to be in the house of the Lord this morning? Ready to be blessed by God Almighty? Yes. So it is my joy and my privilege. I want to thank my pastors, Pastor Tafara and Tafara and Chipo, for this amazing opportunity to share my first book with you this morning. My name is Dalian Boyson. For those who don't know me, we've been part of Faith Hill for almost eight years and uh, still on the team, uh, enjoying the ride. And let me tell you, friends, every good thing in life comes through divine connections. Amen. And I believe that Pastor Tafara asked me last year if I will join them on a grace podcast that he did on Facebook on a Wednesday night. And I was so happy to do that. And immediately the Lord gave me this word, the language of grace, because we had to talk about grace. Now, what is The language of grace, you say. Who is grace is the first thing they want to say to us. Jesus is our grace. And so we did the podcast together. But when I started writing, the Lord said to me, this is a book. And after we were done with the podcast, Pastor Chipo looked to me and she said, Alian, this is a book. And then the journey began and it took quite a while. But the the Lord, God is faithful. So I just want to read to you from my first chapter, His Name is Grace. And I said, I want to tell you the oldest story in the world, the story of grace. This is the story of God's amazing love for every person in the whole world. Yes, it's true. This story of grace is the only true story ever told. The story is told through a new language, namely the language of grace. This language of grace has changed the way we express ourselves now with our words, how we express ourselves through our writings and even through our gestures And actions, because the grace of God has literally planted new thoughts in our hearts, put new words in our mouths, and transferred new gestures to our hands, new actions, new ways that we live. And I really believe you'll be very blessed by this, because we are talking about the language of love, of hope, of faith, the language of thanksgiving, and the language of victory and abundance, and then finally the language of peace. And I want to tell you this is how faithful God is, and I. I think I want to excite you this morning and, and sort of inspire you to get your dreams out the cupboard because this is a God thing. It's got nothing to do with me. The Lord actually showed me that the color of grace is blue. And that is why it looks like this. And then he said to me, grace is like the waves of the ocean that will take you to the shores of your life in abundance. So everything that we've received, like Pastor Henry said, Comes through we receive it with our hearts. Remember Romans ten says, with a heart man believes unto righteousness. So there's no other way that we're gonna receive anything. And you have dreams and desires to write books, to make movies, to start a business, this is where it starts. And firstly, to honor God and to honor the divine connections, and I want to honor my pastors Defar Antipo this morning. So My heart speaks a new language. And I was just thinking, if we talk about the language of grace, it's actually the language of Jesus. You agree with me? So we will only experience God's fullness in our lives when we connect with God on a heart-to-heart level. Why, friends? Because our hearts is like the holies of holies in the New Testament. This is the place, my heart is the place where I commune with God, where I become one. God never meant for us to live outside a relationship with him. He meant for us to walk with him moment by moment through our lives, connecting on a heart level. And I want to give you a picture of making this heart connection this morning from Isaiah 40, verse 31. We're going to read it in the New King James. James. It says, but those who wait on the Lord shall renew their strength. They shall mount up with wings like eagles. They shall run and not be weary. They shall walk and they shall not faint. What a beautiful uh, promise to us because even though it was a prophecy for those times, it's still true to us because Jesus sealed this scripture for us. So it's a promise. Now, if you go back to verse 30, it tells us that the young men will get tired and weary, that they will even fall, but those that wait on the Lord. And as I said in the first service, my life was really... I mean, if you look at me today... I'm sure, I'm an older woman, but I'm happy and I'm healthy. But if you looked at me, for most part of my life, it wasn't this story. And my life was so broken. I was always depressed, always sick, always poor, very poor. Raised my four, my oldest daughters in the house this morning, always here, part of Faith Hill. And we really battled in life. Why? Because I was just so broken. And then people will, I remember ladies lady said to me one day in a Bible study, Talien, you must have done some terrible things for the Lord to really make you suffer like this. So this gives you a picture of what my life was like. But then people will tell me, and I was a believer and I prayed and I really loved the Lord with all of my heart. And they used to say, just wait. Dalian, you have to wait. Wait, wait, wait. Maybe someday the Lord will come through to you. But friends, that's not true. Because listen to what this word, wait. Even, you know, Jesus told the disciples to wait until they received the Holy Spirit before they went out. But we don't have to wait anymore because the Holy Spirit has been poured out over all believers already. So we've received the power. But this word, Wait. You know, I was thinking, it's almost we think we are waiting. Often I I would pray for people and say, no, I'm fine, I'll wait, I'll wait, you know. But it's almost like we are ahead of God. Because if I have to wait for God, it means he's behind me. That's not truth. We don't have to wait for him. So this word wait is the Hebrew word kawah, which means to entwine, to wrap yourselves around the Lord. Look at this. When I entwine, this is God, this is me. I entwine myself with him. I become one with him. I wrap myself around him. Can you see how my circumstances, how everything that I am is changing? Because I'm one with God. And then the promise is that with those that entwine themselves with God, those that wrap themselves around God, they will renew their strength And let's see what this word renew means. It's the Hebrew word kolaf, which means to exchange. So, those who wait on the Lord will exchange. And this is exactly what happened when Jesus died on the cross and he raised again. He exchanged all our bad for his good. The exchange is this. He took my sin, I took his righteousness. He took my sickness, I took his health and his healing. He took my poverty in Jesus' name, thank you, and I took his prosperity. He took my shame, I took his honor. Jesus became mine so that we could become his. We are not the same people anymore. There's a new promise for us. So the truth is that whatever bad we have right now in our lives has already died on the cross with Jesus. The bad was resurrected and now it's good. It's everything that he is. So God says if we will entwine ourselves with him, if we will wrap ourselves with him, we will renew our strength. We will exchange everything that's mine for everything that's his. And that is why I want to talk about the power of a transformed heart this morning. And we're going to go very deep into the study to see what it actually means and what is the heart. So transformed means to be changed into another form to be changed for completely something better and then second corinthians 5:17 tells us about a new creation we are changed in the new creation in our spirit we are perfect like jesus so transform child of god does not mean to conform We don't conform to social norms. We don't conform to laws and rules and and regulations. We don't go back in the law. We are, that's done, that's paid for. Okay? Transformation is not an action. It's not something that I do. It happens on the inside of me. How? As I plant God's word in my heart, and you get good word in this house. And as you receive, but what did Pastor Henry say? We have to receive it with our hearts. And as we receive it with our hearts, because it is the word of God that brings transformation. I've got such a beautiful scripture. Psalms 119, verse 129 in the Passion Translation says, Your marvelous words are living miracles. Let's read that again. God, your marvelous words are living miracles. No wonder I long to obey everything you say. I feel the Lord is saying, No wonder I want to live by every word you say. So God's words are living miracles, and we, when we plant them in our hearts, our lives becomes the very life of God, life as God is. Now God gave us the gift of life. And I know we say, but it's my life. It's my life to enjoy. It's my life to live. I can do with my life because that's God. He gave us life. And it's my life. The wonderful thing about a child of God is if I don't like my life, I'm sure there's some areas in our lives that sometimes we don't like, we can change it. Because our God is such a gentleman, he gave us the act of will. We can choose to change it. Now, how are we going to change this? I always say one word at a time. When a word becomes a revelation, in your heart, it produces life. Because what is time in the word? It is intimacy with God. God wants us to be intimate with him. This is the way, you know, people often talk about, I've dreamed this, or the Lord, someone else gives you a word. But the best place for us is time with our Father. There is no better time that we can spend in our life because the f- most important way that God speaks to us is through His Word. Yeah. He gave us His Word because it's spirit in His life so we can apply it in our lives. Now, I started planting God's Word in my heart 13 years ago. Now, just a little bit of a history. I received Jesus when I was 12 years old, but for 30 years, uh, eight years, I lived a very defeated life because I did not know the true God. I thought, well, God was angry with me. I thought I was always guilty. I mean, whenever I learned and listened to a sermon in those days, it's, you're guilty. I mean, I would literally walk out of church. I can remember as a teenager and think, Talion, what did you do wrong? There's got to be something that you have to repent about. You know, that was my heart. And you receive from that place. Because that was the belief of my heart, that I wasn't good enough. And I lived a life of not being good enough. It wasn't God's fault. That was just my experience. And I want to say today, every good thing in my life is a product of the power of God's word that I have made my own and planted in my heart. On the other side, every bad thing in my life, which I still sometimes, because life happens, And we're not perfect. We live in a broken world. There are things, negative things that I've experienced that I have let into my heart. So we've talked about transformation. What is your heart? Your heart, your spiritual womb. Your heart is the place where this life and abundance that God has given you is going to be created. It's the only place. It will never happen outside you. That is going to happen on the inside. Your heart is also the real you. Because your heart is a picture of what you believe. Okay? It's very important for us to understand that if there are ways that we respond or react or act and you don't like it, it comes from deep in your heart. Proverbs 4 verse 23 in the King James, Keep thy heart with all diligence. Protect your heart with all diligence, the Lord is saying this morning, for out of it are the issues of life. Now, very interesting, I've never heard this before. This is a new revelation for me. Issues is the Hebrew word tutsa, which is talking about barriers and boundaries. So out of my heart comes the boundaries or the barriers of my life. Now, what is a barrier? It's a fence or an obstacle that prevents movement or access. Now, this is practical to make it practical. I have barriers and boundaries that over the years I've created in my heart, and I'm trying to receive something from the Lord, and then I don't. Or my life, something is not right. And then you will realize that there's a barrier In your heart, because we always think, church, that we have to change, do something on the outside. If I could only change the circumstances, if I can maybe change my job, if only my finances can change, if only maybe my husband can change. (laughs) No, it doesn't work like that. And then also we invest so much time and money into to be happy and maybe to be a better person. You know, maybe to have better education, whatever it is. We spend so much time. Think about, I had to do that. God let me to take a moment and look at my day and see how much time I use for that. But then, even as a child of God, you want to be a better child of God. But then you hit this barrier or this boundary. And all your good intentions just evaporate in thin air. So we're going to see where this comes from. So we're all going to learn this morning. What is good for us to know is that people will always treat you according to what you believe in your heart, what you believe about yourself. And our dear, my dear first mentor is Andrew Womack, and he says God carries the picture of him in his wallet. That's his picture. It's a good picture to have. But you carrying a picture of you in your heart. What is your picture right now in your heart that you are carrying? Because, friends, your heart has a voice. It is constantly talking to you and constantly talking about you. Your heart has a voice. And our hearts send information to every cell in our body. Listen, I've had the last week real big opportunities to be sick. And I realized there was a moment that I was tired, and I didn't stop or guard my heart at that moment, and I let that thought come in. That is how good it is, because our hearts go out to the world, and it tells the world what we think we are. That's how powerful your heart is. I have learned that even dogs respond to your heart beliefs. My second eldest daughter was a dog, completely destroyed her face when she was three years old, ripped her face apart. And from that day, I was petrified of dogs. So when I used to come to a house and there was big dogs, they had to put the dogs away. And then really dogs would come for me because they, even a dog will sense that you fear them. And God created us and he told us there's no fear, no spirit of fear. And when I heard this, I really dealt with it. I'm not scared of dogs anymore. My God is bigger than that dog. But the thing is, if you believe that you're a failure, you're going to live like a failure. People will treat you like a failure when you believe that. So the good news is for us this morning, we can move past these barriers and boundaries. We can, by changing the beliefs of our heart, we can live the life that God wanted to give us. How are we going to do this God says his word is alive and active and powerful and will cut through anything. So that is why we apply, we plant the word of God in our hearts. Because when we do that, my heart will follow God. I won't accept anything else than God. And then my behavior will follow my heart. You see, when my heart is with the Lord, me as a person will be with the Lord. But we have to choose to change our hearts. And I love this scripture. It's one of my love scriptures, Deuteronomy 30:19 in the New King James, where God is saying to us today again, I call heaven and earth as witnesses against you, that I have set before you life and death, blessing and cursing, but therefore choose life so that you and your descendants may live. God is telling us exactly what to do. He says in every moment of your life, choose life. Why would we choose death? But sometimes we do. When we don't live entwined with the Lord all the time, we have moments where we, choose, we actually choose death. Now, friends, I've learned God doesn't have to change. It's us that has to change. Now, there's an action word for change. and it, it is move. I love it. Yeah. So... We move ourselves from a place of an old belief system into a place of a new belief system. And you know what they call this, what God called? We move ourselves in a place of immovable heart belief systems. Because once your heart is settled in the truth of God, nothing will be able to move you. When you know that you are prosperous in Jesus, nobody will be, not even your bank account will be able to tell you differently. Okay, because since we were born, we have saved experiences in our hearts that ultimately forms the belief systems in our lives. And even as children of God, even though we follow, we we serve the Lord, we will still revert back to those old belief systems. Now, this change creates movement. Remember the word move from lack to abundance, from sickness to health. From poverty to prosperity, that's how good God is. Now, because Jesus says he came so that we can live a life and that life abundantly. And we're saying amen on that this morning. So God wants you to experience it. He never sent his son for us just to know about this life. He wants us to experience it. Now, we're going to know, we're going to learn this morning how. The how is, we have to know, we have to come to an understanding of knowing the difference between our emotions and our feelings. Are you saying emotions and feelings? Listen, God showed me a few years ago that he gave us emotions to be our crown. He didn't give us emotions to be our cross. So this is the ultimate, our emotions. Now, emotions is a part of our soul. Now, let's look at emotions and feelings. Emotions is a product of your mind. It's a product of what you think about. Your feelings, your deep inner feelings, is a product of your heart. Okay? Now, emotions come from things that's happening in my mind. And friends, emotions are very quick. they acute. They come very fast. They, but the good news, because they come fast, you can also change them very quickly. By simply changing your focus and your attention. Because it happens here. So that is why God says it can be our crown. Because we are in control of it. We can change it. Whatever you give attention to will become your thoughts. You've learned many teachings about this, okay? Okay. And that is why the Lord says we must be careful what we expose ourselves to. Be careful what you listen to. Be careful what you watch. Because it is going to come in here. It is going to control your thoughts then. And if you don't like your negative emotions, that's all I had at this stage. If you don't like it, change your attention, change your thoughts. Now let's talk about the feelings. Feelings is the deep inner feelings of your heart. It's talking about your subconscious. Now, these feelings come very subtly and very slowly. I always say they're sneaky because they're going to sneak up on you. It's not something you're aware of. Now, you can't change these deep feelings as quickly as you can change your emotions because emotions follow attention and thoughts, but feelings follow the beliefs of my heart. So when this feeling comes to the surface, the bad news is that your thoughts are going to follow your feelings. So if your beliefs of your heart is wrong, if it's negative, your emotions and your thoughts are going to follow those. So then everything is going to be bad. Where if my heart believes is settled in the truth of God's word, then my emotions are going to follow my feelings. So this is my story. I battled. With finances, with sickness, with depression for most of my life. Be it why? Because of these barriers and boundaries in my heart, because of past experiences and hurts that I had. What did I do? We just pack them up, we put them away. Yeah, you know, we don't guard our hearts. I never knew I had to guard my heart. Don't guard our hearts, and then they actually, and that is why where, where these feelings come from. But now today, the good news is. I used to listen. I remember when I heard the truth. Ten teachings of Andrew Womack a day at least. Especially about prosperity. Because I had to renew my mind. Now I don't have to listen. To 10 teachings a day on prosperity because I believe that I'm a prospered of the Lord because I believe I'm the blessed child. You see the difference? And also about sickness. I don't have to tell myself, I remember I used to, Dalian, you're not sick, you're not going to get sick, you're not going to get sick. I don't do that anymore because I believe I am the healed of the Lord. I do not believe in sickness. And this is what carried me through COVID. And and it's a testimony. I don't share it because it's me that's so good. That was God. When God told me to go pray pray for people who had COVID, that's what I did. Because I could do that. Because my belief system is, I am the whole of the Lord. You see where it comes from? So tick your heart. I don't have to fight sickness or poverty anymore. I simply don't accept it. This is the place where God wants us to get. We don't accept the bad things that comes with this world. So, what is our identity? So, my identity isn't only what I think I am. It's also what I feel I am. You see? Part of my identity is how I see myself health-wise, how I see myself in relationships, how I see myself regarding success or prosperity. It's who I think I am. Now, it's not just the aeroplane that's got autopilot. We have an autopilot as well. And that autopilot is what the thing that directs the course of my life when I am not directing it on purpose. Now, we'll all have a moment of making new choices. I'm going to get better with my money. I'm going to get out of this financial mess. I'm going to be healthier. I'm going to be happier. I'm going to be better, a better wife for my husband. But then... Crisis strikes. this is the thing as long as these decisions are only mental, remember if it 's just in your mind it 's a mental decision they when feelings and when bad things comes they 're going to come to the surface, then we 're going to go back to square one, okay because it's just a, because you don 't keep your focus because willpower is good, I know we all know. But what does willpower do? I will do it, I will do it, I will do it. And then you get tired or things doesn't change. What happens? We go back. Because my willpower will actually be crushed under the weight of negative circumstances. On the other side, heart transformations produces a real life picture in my heart of God's grace and goodness. What it looks like to live in the abundance of God. It's a life picture. Proverbs 17, verse 20 in the King James says, He that has a froward heart find no good. Now, this was my first uh, appointment with the scripture, froward. I didn't even know there was an English name like that. Froward in the Hebrew is the word ikesh, which means crooked, twisted, and perverse. So, a crooked heart is a heart that bends Your perception on everything that's happening around you. This is what this scripture is talking about. So because we interpret the world in light of how we see ourselves. I look at the world and I see myself. That's how I see. But my heart can twist any good thing. I want you to know as a child of God, it is possible that your heart can perverse any good thing. So my heart can make any good thing crooked. It depends on what is in my heart. If we don't establish our hearts in God's word and in his heart for me, I will never be able to live and find and experience any good thing in this life. You can set the course of the life that you want. Where do you do it? By changing the beliefs of your heart. Let's go back to the feelings. I've learned that nothing reveals more of who I believe that I am and then my abiding feelings. And I learned the Lord took me on this road path. And I was asking God, but how will I know it? How am I going to test that? Take a scripture. He said to me, 1 Peter 24, Dalian, how you feel about that? By the stripes of Jesus, I have been healed. And I didn't believe it. I couldn't see it. I always thought, because people say, if God wants to heal you. That was my perception. So take a scripture. If you battle with finances today, go, go home, go find finance scriptures and read them to yourself and ask yourself, what is your response? If there is irritation, maybe I remember for me there was irritation. If there's doubt, anything negative, then how do we, what do we do with that thing? Then we go to our father. We entwine ourselves with him. We wrap ourselves around him. We talk to him about this thing that we're battling with. This is how God created us to live with him, connecting heart to heart. Go sit by his feet. Say to him, I don't get this. I cannot believe this. I don't know how this works. It doesn't matter how negative your feelings are. Just do something with them. Go to your father. This is the place of healing but it's also the place of heart transformation. Start writing God's truth in your heart because church, the goal is to get your feelings and your harmony, oh, sorry, your emotions to become one. Amen. We need to get our emotions, which is the product of the mind and the feelings, which is the deep inner feelings of your heart, to come together. Because when they are together, you won't shift in your emotions anymore. You won't go up and down. You will be unshakable in what you believe. You will be steadfast. Because your heart and your mind is talking the same language. Yeah. This is the truth. And that is the place of rest. Remember God told Jesus said, Come to me, those who are burdened, because I will give you rest. When we get our emotions and our deeper feelings in our heart to get at the same place, that is a place of rest. Because there's no turmoil anymore. You get this? And this is the place where there is nothing that will be impossible for you. Not even when God tells you he's got a dream for you. Say, Lord, that's too big for me. Ask me. There's many times in my life, if it wasn't for Pastor T, I would never have had the guts. We all need mentors that will push us a little bit, but the Lord is the power. We actually don't just need people. It's the Lord. We just need to connect with Him. This is what transformation is. You know, if I if I think about it this morning, just to give you a picture. I had a stroke in November last year. And I woke up four o'clock in the morning and I felt bad and I came up and I fell off the bed. And I, I think I passed out or fell asleep. I just thought I fell asleep. I just prayed. Half past five, I woke up the same way again, but this time it was bad. And I literally fell. And I want to encourage you with this story this morning, of this truth. I felt that this dark black thing was pulling me down. I remember crying. Greg said he's never seen someone so aggressive in his life. live, Because I I felt that there was this power pulling me down and this was the end. And then I started praying in tongues in my mind because I couldn't speak. And the Lord said to me, pray for your blood. I've never had blood problems. Just prayed in my heart for my blood. And then I just tried, I started crying out to Jesus. I just said, Jesus, Jesus, Jesus. And I'm standing before you with nothing wrong in my life I was I ended up in hospital on the Sunday didn't go on the Friday I just slept the whole day and I was actually fine my sister came to visit and we took her out on Sunday for lunch so there was nothing but I had this pressure on my head and family you know what family said just go so I went but anyway on Wednesday the doctor said to me I said can I please go home he said just go just go because there's nothing wrong with you my blood pressure everything was normal Crying out to Jesus. I'm encouraging you. That's the place of your abundance. That is the place where we make, when we entwine ourselves, when we wrap ourselves around God, miracles happen. And you know, someone said to me the other day, so you are saying to me that I didn't have faith. And I said, you know, what did Jesus say? Remember, Jesus is the one we go back to. Jesus is the reminder. He's our our example of how to live this life. I say, Jesus said, if you can believe, you will receive. So, dear church, I have only one thing to say. If you believe, you will receive. Because faith is the currency of heaven. Faith is the equalizer of all men. You can come from any background. Listen, I, I, you know, I've been a part or just had times to minister in Sir Lowry's in the settlement there, and there are people that's losing children on a daily basis through gangsters. It is the saddest environment I've ever encountered. It's happening on my doorstep. It's happening in our country. There are people experiencing things. We need to tell them that Jesus is the only answer. And the way that we access that answer is what Pastor Henry said, by believing in our hearts. So there's no other way by receiving. But God has given his grace, his language to start speaking over our lives. God has given us this ability to share the word so that you and I can learn, that we can know that God gave us emotions to be our crown and our deep inner feelings to be settled in his goodness, in his word, in his truth. And when the two of them work together, nothing is impossible. There is not a minute in the child of God's life that we have to be depressed, that we have to be angry, we have to, that we have to be sad. It does not matter what happens. Because with us, this just, it just goes on. I mean, even when my mom and my dad died, I was so happy that they were released from this life. I'm so glad they don't have to live today. Because they couldn't deal with the things that you and I deal with today. That's God's grace. So, and I know I'm going to see them again. You know you're going to see your loved one. We have to tell the people, the people of this world, that there's one answer. And his name is Jesus. And if you believe it and you write his truth on your heart, you are called this morning. Each and every one of you that sits here are called. And you know what? You are called to prosper. You are called to prosper so that you can be blessed, a blessing to the people around, so that we can help those people in those environments who doesn't have food, kids who can't go to school. Let us get our emotions and our deep feelings together. Let us connect and entwine ourselves with the Lord moment by moment in our lives. And I want to say to you this morning, in the name of Jesus, watch this space. Watch this face of Faith Hill Church, of every person in this place. We honor our pastors, Sephora and Chipo. We bless them in Jesus' name. And before we close off with the scripture, please stand with me, because we're going to pray. Psalms 27, verse 8, in the Passion Translation, says, It's you and I speaking. Lord, I heard your voice in my heart say, "Come seek my face." My inner being responded, "Yahweh, I'm seeking your face with all of my heart." Say it with me. I heard your voice in my in my heart say, "Come seek my face." Seek my, face. my inner being responded. Yahweh, I'm seeking your face with all of my heart. Oh, Father God, we just praise you this morning for your amazing word, for your amazing love, for your kindness, for your grace, that we get to do life with you. Thank you, Father, for opening the eyes of our hearts this morning to hear you speak to us, to see what you want us to see, to see what you have for us this morning. Thank you, Father, that you gave us a new life. Thank you that you gave us emotions so that we can enjoy this life. Thank you that we gave us emotions so that we can be happy. Thank you that you gave us emotions so that we can write beautiful songs that we can write life-giving books, that we can start businesses. Thank you that we can work in our minds with you, Lord, to produce everything that you are. You are such a good God. Thank you, Father, that you are connecting with us on our heart level. Thank you that you gave us the Holy Spirit that are the power in our lives. Lord, we are entwining ourselves with you this morning. We are declaring this morning, we're making a promise that this is the way we're going to conduct our lives. This is the way we're going to live from now on, connecting with you moment by moment. Because, Father, you created us for living a life of worship. You created us for living a life with you, in you, through you. Father, I want to say thank you for every person under the sound of my voice. Even our online viewers. Yes, Lord. You are saying this morning, my child, you are new. Completely new. You are transformed. I have restored you. I have healed you. I have blessed you. I have provided for you. I have put witty inventions in your heart. I've put moments in your life. Everything that I've received is a gift. And my child, I love you with an everlasting love. I believe the Lord is saying to us this morning, he's inviting us to come and live a life sitting by his feet. Child of God, he's giving you gifts of grace. But the only way those gifts are going to be opened is by connecting with Him in your heart because that is how you're going to receive. The Lord is saying He has got restoration this morning on a level that you and I can't even see or think with our minds. Be restored in Jesus' name. He called you to run this race, to fly like the eagle, The eagle that uses the storm to get above the storm. Thank you, Lord, that we can fly through the storms of life. Thank you, Father. Lord, we give you all the glory this morning. Thank you, Father. Child of God, that pain in your shoulder is gone in Jesus' name. Well, you couldn't walk before, he says, I've made a way for you, just for you. He is giving people right in front of you at a place where you need to be. He says, just listen to me. I'm speaking to you. I am speaking to you right now. I believe right now at this moment, God is showing his children where they need to go, what they need to do. Child of God, he's provided for you. He has provided for you. Even if your bank account is talking different words to you this morning, I'm saying that dead in Jesus' name. That number is dead in Jesus' name. God doesn't deal with lack. He deals in abundance. Don't let anybody else tell you different. Don't let your bank account speak to you. That old business that you had to let go, or oh, that loved one that didn't love you anymore. You have no idea what God has got for you this morning. Thank you, Jesus. Every desire that he put in your heart is fulfilled this morning in Jesus' name. All that you have to do is to believe it. Just believe it and you will receive it, Jesus said. I really believe in my heart this morning that God is raising a new generation, a new generation of believers that has decided this morning that my life is never, ever going to be this way again. My life will never, ever be the same. I'm going to walk and speak from high mountains where God is placing you this morning. God doesn't deal with the valleys. He's with us in the valleys, but He's with you in the valley to take you out the valley. It's our choice to camp there. Don't camp there. What he's got for you is so much bigger than what you can see right now. Right now, in Jesus' name, see that picture. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. That's our Father. He's a God of love and a God of grace, a God of abundance, a God of health. You are whole this morning. Those thoughts that used to carry you and make you downtrodden and make you weep and make you feel like you can't face the world, those thoughts are dealt with this morning. We kill them in Jesus' name. Only thoughts of love, thoughts of beauty, thoughts of new beginnings, only good thoughts in Jesus' name. Father, thank you for this word. We give you all the glory. This word is your word. And that is why we can change, stand on this word, because you don't change. You are yesterday, today, and tomorrow the same. I bless your children this morning. Go and live the life that God has intended for you to live in Jesus' name. Amen. 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 We hope this message has been a blessing to you. Thank you for listening. To find out more about how you can become a partner, visit faithhill.tv today.